So welcome. This is officially our first episode of the Problematic Parlays podcast. Um, I'm Josh Monsma. And I'm Victor Hernandez. Yeah, so this podcast, as you guys know, is going to be focused around uh, sports betting and sports in general. So we're basically formatting episode is we'll rele- hopefully release them on Fridays. And the events will be from the weekend of that Friday to the following Monday night. So, and then the episode after that, we'll do like a recap and then move on to the next week. So, it's a little information, you know, about how we're going to be running this, what it's about, and, you know, bear with us. This is, a, you know, a new journey for us. I'm just learning about sports betting, so you can learn with me as long as you guys are. I'm just getting into it, and Victor's been, you know, a student of the game for a while now. It's the parlay master right there so we'll get into that about how he likes using parlays over straight bets which is unconventional in this game of sports betting uh we've got a lot of talk about big weekend this weekend you know friday we got some college football games but i'm in for saturday man we got ufc 280 in Abu Dhabi, man. It's coming live, prime time from Abu Dhabi. Got some big fights. You know, I'm in MMA. So, we're a lot of MMA betting this weekend for me. So, I think we'll hop straight into UFC. How does that sound? Sounds good. I'll start mine with, uh, so I got, you know, right away, I'm going to go out right off the bat with that parlay. Um, I'm going to go with that TJ Dillashaw money line, Islam money line, and then Sugar Show money line. Reason for that, you know, I love Shogi Show. You know, he's explosive. He reminds me of Conor McGregor, kind of cocky. You know, he's out there. He really does bring the fun into the game, even though, you know, he's can be a little bit unorthodox at times. But that and then for sure taking Islam over Charles because, you know, he's the prodigy of Khabib, you know. I don't see why someone training with Khabib can't come up with the title at the end of the night you know I feel like this, this that fight could go all the whole distance you know and then TJ Dillashaw you know he's America's favorite so we'll see what happens with that first parlay of the night start off that weekend yeah for sure man um a lot of good fights this card is stacked from top to bottom I think this is probably some of the most hype that we've seen for a UFC fight probably since McGregor last fought Poirier um, last July of 21. So, yeah, this is going to be awesome, man. It's stacked from top to bottom. You got a bunch of cards on the prelim, a bunch of good fights on the prelims that nobody's really talking about because of the main cards. So, we're going to go through the prelims a little bit, and that's where you can make some money too. Just because it's not a popular fight doesn't mean you can't make some money. So, a couple prelim picks that, I would, that I'm looking out, and I'm going to put some money on personally. I got... Kale Brow money line. This guy's twelve and one. He's from Brazil. His nickname's the Natural. He's just naturally a fucking beast, man. He's got the grappling. You know, he, he's not the most down, like fun style to watch, but you know, he takes you down. He's effective with it. He's looking for submissions. He's got Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, he's got the takedowns. He's got the top control, and he's looking for submissions. And he stays active with ground and pound. So, I mean, that's gonna be one fight I'm booking. Kel Brow money line. That's one of my favorite. Another good fight is going to be Nikita Krylov versus Volkan Uzdemir. 
Um, Vulcan Uzumir is coming off that big win against Paul Craig. He shut down his jiu-jitsu. I think that's going to be a stand-up brawl right there. I think it's going to be a good fight. Um, I'm going to say don't go to the distance. So that's another pick you get there. If you don't want to, you know, you could say it doesn't go the distance. You could make some money there. There's some value in that one. Um, but the premier prelim of the night, the last fight on the prelims, is going to be Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. This is an interesting matchup. You got two two guys with grappling having styles, so you got to wonder what that's going to do. Um, Sean Brady's a slight favorite at minus 146. I think there's some value in that pick, but I think I'm going to go with Bilal Muhammad on this one. Bilal Muhammad's coming off two big wins against uh, Vicente Luque, and uh, let's see, who's the other one? Wonderboy. So, two big wins. He showed that he can grapple. He's dominant with the wrestling. He's got good stand-up, decent boxing. You know, he works that jab effectively into a takedown. And Sean Brady's a grappling-heavy jiu-jitsu guy. Um, I don't know if he'll get Bilal Muhammad to the ground. Yeah, so this matchup reminds me of Damian Maia versus Bilal Muhammad. When Bilal Muhammad was able to get the decision win, he avoided all the takedowns. Sean Brady's kind of the same fighter as Damian Maya, jiu-jitsu heavy, doesn't have great stand-up, and I think Bilal Muhammad wins a, wins a stand-up battle in that one. So I, I, there's definitely a lot of value in Bilal Muhammad money line at plus 114. You can put that in a parlay, say Kale Brow. That'll, you know, Kale Brow money line with uh, Bilal Muhammad is a plus 213. So that's a little... Two-leg parlay, I know it's not a huge parlay. I'm not huge into them like Victor is, so I do like two, three-leg parlays. I think they hold more value, and you actually have a better chance to hit them. So you put a little more money on them, too. Uh, so I'll go with that one. Let's get in the main card, man, the bread and butter. Fuck, this is good, good-ass fights, man. So, you know, starting out with the main card, you got... Benil Darius versus Matus Gamrat. I'm going to go with Benil Dariush, uh, method of victory, probably decision. And then after that, you got Caitlin Chukagan versus uh, Mana Farrell, Prodigy and Farrell. She's from France, hasn't really faced a good grappler. Chukagan's got unrelated, un, un, um, you know, she's got decent jujitsu and good uh, stand-up too. So she's well-rounded, underrated Underrated all around, I think Caitlin Chukagian. She's on a huge win streak. I think the veteran comes through, gets the win, be a decision, gets her next title shot. Um, and then you got the ones we all care about, Piotr Jan and Sean O'Malley. I'm going with Piotr Jan by decision. Um, what do you think, Vic? I know you have a different opinion on this one. You know, I feel like I feel like this one might go the distance, and I feel like this one could end in the draw. But I don't want that to happen. I want a, t- a knockout by Sugar Show just because I love him. You know, he's a great fighter. You know, like I said, he's kind of like a Conor McGregor type, you know, hype. There's a lot of hype behind him. He brings a lot of hype to the game. Um, he's also a, the Nelk Boys kind of signed him onto their brand, but that's besides the point. You know, he's just kind of out there. You know, he's a all-around cool guy, and I think uh, – like I said, I think this could end in a draw for the reason is because the UFC just wants to promote him, you know. 
they don't want him to lose. It don't it won't hurt any of their records. You know, it won't hurt Peter, it won't hurt Sugar Show. You know, it's just kinda get him out there, get him more exposed, get him fans and then for sure I'd see within the next year or two I feel like they might even give him a chance at a title fight. I think with that, the reason they gave Sugar Sean this fight was like, if he wins, Dana already said whoever wins this fight is facing the winner of Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw. So I think it's a win-win for O'Malley, whether he loses or wins, because if he wins, he's in the title, instant fame. He's on his way to being the next UFC star, you know. I don't know what the level of McGregor, but he's got the same swag, and he says he models his game after McGregor. So, you know, he could be that big star one day. Um, but if he loses, here's the thing. He's facing pretty much the number one contender in Piotr Jan, who's beaten a lot of the top. He's former champ. Some people say he still should be champ. Um, he's beaten Corey Sandhagen. and he did that pretty convincingly. So, I mean, if he beat – if Piotr – so here's what I'm saying is it's a win-win because if O'Malley wins, gets the title shot. If he loses, it's like, well, yeah, it was a big, big step up in competition – we nobody expected him to win anyway. You know, give him two, three years to be back fighting for that title, like you said. So yeah. That's a huge pick. There's definitely some value in a Sean O'Malley decision too. Because Piotr Piotr Jan can be known to be a slow starter. So say Sean O'Malley comes out the gate, it's only a three round fight, he grabs that first round. You know, if he's already won one round, he could probably do enough to squeeze by and get a two round decision. He's on his way to a title shot. So I'm going with Piotr Jan, but there's value in the Sean O'Malley by decision. I think it goes the distance. I think they're both going to be a little hesitant to fire because they both have respective power, especially O'Malley with that long range, the 135 division. Um, he uses distance well, so I think that would be a good fight. Um, and then you got Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. That's another great fight. Bantamweight championship on the line. I'm going Aljamain Sterling by submission. Um, I like I said, I like to do money lines of the UFC though, because I feel like it's hard to predict. Like it's almost like predicting a score in a football game it can be tough because method of victory can be you know so different and how it happens and when it happens. So, and the main event, man, I think this could be fight of the year potential. It's definitely got the hype of it. Um, Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makachev. I think this is going to be a really interesting fight. You know, it's kind of like a clash of styles. You got the Dagestani wrestler versus the world-class Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, but Charles is more than, just, more than just a jiu-jitsu, man. He brings some world-class striking and power in that division, I think. Um, I'm going with Charles. Second-round TKO. He punches like a truck. So, you know, Vic already stated that he's going to choose Islam Makachev. Uh, I think we need to hear why. That's an interesting pick. You know, it just goes all down to who's this coach, you know. Conor McGregor, not Conor, uh, Khabib's in his corner. You know, he's been training, helping him. And I just feel like, you know, just one, you know, Charles always starts off slow. He comes in, fights, and he's always looks like he could be losing that fight. But, you know, he does pull through and ends up winning. But I feel like, you know, just a little bit of a slip up in this one, and that guy will be right on your back for getting that submission in there you know I've that that's why I think this one's gonna go that way I feel like Charles is gonna come out slow like he always does his last couple fights and then his Islam's just gonna capitalize unlike his other opponents I think he'll come in go out and then just 
look for that submission when it's there. And I feel like that'll be in the first or second round, depending on how slow Charles gets into this. But I do see this going the distance too. So we'll see what happens with that fight. Yeah, a lot of interesting fights this weekend. I got a couple quick parlays you guys could play. I'm going to be playing this one. I really like this one. Um, I got Charles Oliveira money line, Piotr Jan money line, and Caitlin Chukagian. That's at a plus seven ninety eight, so plus eight hundred. So you bet bet a hundred, you win eight hundred. You know, big odds most likely won't happen with those odds, but I think there's a lot of value in that. Uh, I think Chukagian gets it done, like I mentioned by decision. I think she's a veteran. She's well rounded. She comes prepared to every fight. You know, she's got underrated jujitsu and stand up and all that good stuff. So. I think she gets it done. Piotr Jan, I think he's just too good. He's going to outclass O'Malley, and he's got w more ways to win. You know, O'Malley, we haven't seen his grappling, but Piotr Jan, you know, say he gets caught or something, he shoots a takedown and gets control. That's a round you probably get. And then Charles Oliveira, same thing. I think he's just, you know, Makachev may take him down, but he's got the submissions from his back. You know, he's got the guillotine. Uh... And then he just hits like a truck, and he's got great striking, too. And he flows from his tight, tight stance. He comes with knees. His clinch game is great. So I'm going with Charles Oliveira there, too. So you got Charles Oliveira, Piotr Jan, Kaylin Chukagin. That's a good parlay. And for something more refined with not as far as drastic odds, I would go with like a – you could do like a Piotr Jan, Aljamain Sterling, you know, double-leg parlay right there. That's at plus 115. You know, you're not going to win a bunch of money, but it's a lot safer bet. And then maybe you could throw in, like, on that one, on that two-leg parlay with those two, you could throw in a pick I like and already talked about would be Kale Peral. I just think he's going to get it done. That's at a plus 215. So that's a nice little parlay there. Um, Aljamain Sterling, Kale Peral, and Piotr Jan money lines. Good little three-leg parlay. Um, do you got any other parlays or anything, Vic, on UFC, or should we move into some college football and NFL? Yeah, but before we move on, um, you seen that picture of Conor McGregor, how big he is, and then one of the guys, one of his fans commented, uh, where's your neck at, bro? And Conor replied back saying, I got huge. What'd you think about that? You know, it's kind of crazy how he was re fighting at, what, 155, and then he, uh, now he's at like 190, 170, or 190 probably could fight at 170 if he were to come back. I mean, what do you think about that? His training, his rehab, everything that's been going on with him ever since his leg was broke, and his last fight against uh, Dustin. I mean, it's interesting. It was obviously a crazy injury. There's proof, the evidence that Connor was slightly injured that kind of it was like a stress fracture i think that caused it to snap like that um but he still manned up and took the fight anyway um you know that takes a lot of balls to do especially with a guy like him with his wealth and status where he doesn't really need to fight but yeah he's been it's almost been a year and a half people are saying he's gonna fight early 2023 prospective opponent is justin gaethje um that would be a hell of a fight man two strikers uh you know, he got the left hand to Connor and Gaethje hits hard too, coming off his loss against uh, Oliveira. I think he'd be looking for some redemption. But I think Connor McGregor needs to fight like a tune up fight, you know, how he did with C Cowboy. Fight somebody that's outside the top 15, 
have him knock somebody out cold, get vintage Connor, you know, on the mic after the fight with Joe Rogan, build the hype up that's already sky high, and then bring him back into the killers. I think if he truly wants to take this seriously and he fights a guy like Justin Gaethje, he's going to get messed up. I'm not saying Justin Gaethje would kick his ass, like, no problem, but I don't think he's ready for a guy that fights actively when he's taking that much off. And as far as the whole bulking thing, you know, he's huge. I think that somebody said he weighed in at 190. Obviously, he trimmed down a lot of weight when he gets in fight camp. I think I think there's been rumors that they're saying that his, him and his team want to come back at 170. They want to fight at 170, and he always put on the mask to do so. The thing with that is... He hasn't been tested by USADA for over a year now, and that's public information. So, you know, I'm not saying he's on something, but maybe he's got a cool pill or something, McGregor Fast Program. Maybe he's got something to put on that size. Um, He hasn't been tested, so I think there's a period where you have to enter back in the testing pool, like six months maybe. So could be a while, maybe next summer before he fights. But, yeah, I think it's interesting what he's doing. You know, he's bulking up. I think maybe it could help his power, you know. Maybe he'd slow down a little bit, but 170, that's a grappling heavy heavy division. There's a lot of wrestlers and jiu-jitsu guys there. I don't know. I think if he wants to compete again, I think he should stick at 55, like if he wants to go back for a belt. But it'd be interesting, man. You know, I'm not a huge Conor fan, but even I'm excited to see what happens. You know, he's getting – yeah, he's huge right now. He's at 190. Um, I've seen some training videos. He looks still looks pretty sharp, so – I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for a return. I I like that, you know. It'd be cool. So, yeah, I'd say we move into some college football and NFL. What do you think, Vic? You got some picks and parlays for us? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't got one, some right now for college ball. But, you know, throughout the week, as I think about, you know, look at the matchups and whatnot, um, I do have a Discord where I do share some of my picks, and um, I will be posting on that. I haven't done that for a week because I just was doing a little bit of an experiment because I haven't been winning big parlays yet, or I haven't been winning big parlays for a while. So I was just quit posting, see if I would win some of the bigger ones, but that didn't happen, so I'll probably be back up on that active posting on my Discord, and I mean, it's... If you want an invite, you just got to let me know and I can get you on there. You know, it's I got a couple guys on there already. You know, I basically free money. If you like free money, man, might as well join it. Yeah, for sure. And that's the other thing that's interesting is, you know, Vic, if you follow his Discord, get the invite, you join. He posts a lot of parlays, so you don't have to do all the ones that he puts out. Maybe you can take his as a base, and then you can add your picks, subtract your picks, whatever you want to do. And he, How many do you put out weekly, you think? Is it 20s, 30s? I couldn't even tell you. At one point, I think for Thursday night game, I think I did like 20 just for a single game. That's just one game. But no, I like to spread it around. When it's on a Sunday, you know, you got, what, like 14 teams playing or – 14 games going on or whatever it is um yeah no I just kind of spread that love you know get people in from them 12 o'clock games parlay them with uh some of that three o'clock stuff and then uh, I just kind of throw stuff around I mean I think I do I would say on a Sunday I would probably go around 
30 to 40 picks. Parlays. All these are parlays, too. They're not just single bets. These are parlays, 30 different parlays, 30 different combinations. And then, you know, some of them do come out as big winners. Others fall short of a leg or two. But, you know, they're all pretty close. You know, I could show you what I got going on, but you'd kind of laugh at me because, you know, I have probably 20 in a row that I lost, but then the 21st, you know, you'll see it. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a good win, you know, and that's kind of how I roll. You know, I just do a lot of bets, a lot of different parlays, a lot of different combinations. And then I don't care if I lose 20 in a row, you know, my units are pretty small. So if I do 20 and I lose, you know, I'm only down probably like a hundred bucks, but then that 21st probably get me up to that 600, $700 range. And that's where all the money's made. You know, I think the money's made in parlays. If you want to do single bets, by all means, go ahead. But, you know, I'm going to say this. If you like shooting, if you like going up for a layup instead of shooting that three, man, then just, just stay on the bench. Don't even bet. See, that's a whole different thing because, like, we'll get into the NFL and college picks here in a minute. You know, you got a little sidetrack, But this is important talking point because a lot of the professional bettors and people that I follow and I'm learning more as I'm getting more into this, they have a completely different stance than what Victor has. You know, he his money makers are off parlays. He does, you know, mainly parlays, whereas everyone else mainly do straight bets. And they despise trying to make money off parlays. You know, they'll try, they'll they'll do parlays, but what they're doing is using them as like a little side bet. You know, throw five bucks on this plus fifteen hundred parlay that they don't they don't pay attention to. If it hits, you know, they're getting money. And they're excited, but if they lose, they don't care. Whereas Victor's placing, you know, like he said, in the 30 to 40 parlay, sometimes in one weekend, yeah, they're a couple bucks, but, you know, it's a different strategy. But if you're getting money that way, you can do it too. So I think that's something we're going to talk more about and explore in this podcast is taking that alternative, unorthodox approach into using parlays as your pr- prime money maker which is really interesting because i'm complete opposite of what he's doing i do a lot of straight bets and just kind of throw parlays here and there so yeah in college football man i got some good matchups this week you got penn state at minnesota penn state looking to rebound off a loss minnesota as well you got minnesota plus four man who are you taking on that one i think i'll go with penn state minus four i just don't think minnesota has it they don't show up in primetime games like their homecoming I was in Minneapolis, man, that week. It was depressing for all those Minnesota fans because Purdue, good team, not great. Minnesota just didn't show up, just like last week against Illinois, and I thought they would. I had money on them, so maybe I'm just a little sour, but that's a good matchup. I'd take Penn State at minus four. What do you think, Vic? Man, this is at Penn State, too. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like rolling with them underdogs, too. I think Minnesota's on a bounce-back game here. You know, I feel like, you know, they got the coach and personnel to come out here. And, you know, I feel like they might even cover that spread. If anything, I'll take that spread, that plus four. You know, a field goal, you'll be okay with that. So, I think, yeah, I might take that Minnesota spread if I do bet this game. Just looking at the board here, man, there's some good matchups. Another good one we got here out of the Big 12. Man, these guys have been – you know, it's the battle of the purple. You know, you got the Kansas State Wildcats versus the TCU Horned Frogs, man. So, I, you know, that's a good matchup right there. You got TCU at minus three and a half. 
you know, I was talking with Vic earlier. I really like the over in this. You got TCU averaging 43 points per game and Kansas State averaging 28 points per game. You know, I really like the over in this because TCU puts up points and Kansas State, you know, they run a run-heavy based offense. Got a running quarterback. They got a good running back. Um, So, you know, they like to eat the clock, go down the field, get a couple touchdowns or have their defense help them out to win games. But I think if TCU's offense gets through and scores touchdowns, Kansas State's going to have to scramble with a strategy, put points on the board, which I think they will because TCU's defense is not the greatest. They allow points because they trust their offense to outscore the you know the opposing team So, like they did last week against Oklahoma State. So I'm going to go with that one, the over in the TCU-Kansas State game. I think that's a really good uh, way to make some money. You could throw it in a parlay too. Um, your Vic will probably be doing that because he knows it's a great pick. You know, I've seen that. Um, so check Vic's Discord. <laughs> um, he'll have some good uh, parlays on there. Uh, you got any picks for here for the college football Saturday? Yeah, actually, um, right now, now that I look at it, I'm probably gonna take the University of Las Vegas that that spread at twenty six and a half. Man, it's no, Notre Dame has not been playing good ball this year, and I don't expect them to win by 26 and a half. You know, that's just absurd amount. You know, this is college football, yeah, but you know, it's one big play away from tying the game, or one big play from beating a juggernaut of a team that once was. But you know, I'm gonna for sure, you know, probably triple down on that spread because you know that's a big spread. I like big spreads like that, especially in college. You know, if if a team really loses that by that much, I don't think they should have a football program, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Those big spreads, you know, sometimes they cover and sometimes they don't. And, you know, I, I see a similar situation that, you know, I know they're terrible. I'm a huge fan of them. They statistically have, like, the worst offense in FBS history almost of all time. They have the, like, maybe the least, yeah, I think they have the least amount of touchdowns scored this season. I'm talking about the Iowa Hawkeyes. It's a down year. We're going to Ohio State. Ohio State's definitely the team to beat in all of college football right now. That spreads at plus 29.5. I think Iowa covers. And that's my bias bet of the week. That's a, that's a new segment we're going to install here on our podcast called the Bias Bet of the Week. You know, they advise not to bet on your teams because you're not betting with your heart, but we're going to have one pick a week, and we're going to stay to it, of where we bet on one of our favorite sports teams. So, yeah, I'm taking Iowa plus 29.5. Um, you know, they played Michigan, who's a top – I think they're top five, aren't they? Yeah, Michigan's a top five team. You know, they – had a good win against Penn State. They looked iffy, but Iowa played Penn. Iowa played Michigan pretty well, um, and I think they're going to do the same thing. They're going to stay within that plus twenty nine. Um, I think Iowa will find a way to just keep them close. They're not going to put points on the board. Maybe a couple of field goals, but yeah, that's my bias bet of the week. Victor, you got a bias bet of the week? Yeah, my bias pick of the week would probably be the uh, over. 40 and a half for the Buccaneers game on Sunday. Um, you know, it's Tom Brady's going to get that team around. You know, it's Tom Brady. He's a GOAT. Yeah, they're 
struggling right now, three and three, but you know it's matter of time. You know they were down this bad uh, when they won the Super Bowl, and they ended up winning every game after that after Thanksgiving. But you know it's early in the season right now, but that forty and a half, I feel like Tom Brady might even cover that himself. So I'm pretty sure taking that over on that game, and then talk going back to college ball. I might even take that parlay. I might take a parlay as an Iowa spread and the University of Las Vegas spread. At, you know, I bet 10 bucks on that. It wins you about 26 bucks. So, you know, take that. Take that with, and take it and run with it, you know. That's what I'm going to say with that. But I am also might even throw in another one, make it a three-leg parlay. And I might even put in a Vanderbilt there. Vanderbilt at 13 and a half. Put that in with them three. That's now you're talking about sixty dollars right there off of ten bucks. So I might even do that too. You know, spread that love around with college games. Um, I kind of don't bet that much on college ball, and if I do, it's more of a live bet or it's just over unders. I do more straight bets with college ball. Stay away from parlays with that, but I really do love those spreads on these games. You know, them spreads are double digits and. I don't know who wouldn't want to take that spread. You know, it's just a lot to pass up on. And then I might even, you might even call me crazy on this, but I might even take that Alabama and uh, uh, they play uh, Missouri State or Mississippi State, my bad. Um, They play them too, and they got a crazy spread on that. They got a 21 spread, three touchdowns. You know, I might even do that as a four-legged parlay right there. Throw in 10 bucks on that, that gets you about $130. So, call me crazy, but I hate Alabama, and I'm glad they lost last week. And I'm hoping on the downfall, you know. So, hopefully this parlay here, the first parlay, big parlay of the night, gets you some money for this weekend, and you cash out big. Yeah, and we're giving you uh – researched picks you know uh so yeah hopefully you guys can make some money with us man those are our picks you want to talk a little nfl yeah we're gonna talk some nfl with you guys so we're gonna give you more chance to make money cover those bar tabs that you guys racked up the night before on your credit card you got too drunk you bought shots i'm guilty of it more than anybody so that's why that's why i'm getting sports betting you know chance at more income so i can pay my bar tabs after i get super hammered and buy shots for the whole bar um so i can pay that credit card bill i think everyone wants to do that so i think we're getting to some nfl man a lot of interesting things going on in the nfl i feel like it's the year of the underdog you know a lot and that's what i'm gonna do there's a, i saw an experiment where last year if you bet the, every under and every underdog money line game in the nfl you would have came up and made money, broke even, and then had some cash in your pocket. And in a time of inflation, everyone loves cash in their pocket. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put $5 on every money line in the NFL this weekend. We're going to see if I make money or not. We're going to see if I make money or not. We'll keep that experiment going too. So that's my thing on the NFL. Um. Not too many picks hop out at me right now because I did terrible last week betting on the NFL. So 
I'm just going to do that little experiment with the underdog money lines, and we'll leave it to the professional Vic here on his picks of the week. Um, first off, I'm going to say this, you know, Amazon kind of played an outrageous amount of money for them to be able to stream these games, and man, the last two weeks have been painful to watch them Thursday night games, you know. The first week we were blessed with the Chargers, or this, it would have been the second week, but it was the first week that they had it on Thursday night football with Amazon Prime video. So that was probably the one we were blessed with at the Chargers with the Kansas City Chiefs. And then after that, it's just kind of been dogging, you know. I feel like this whole year, every, like, primetime game has just kind of been rough. You know, it's not been how it has been in the past. You know, these guys just – been struggling to score and it's just been boring to watch yeah the reason i apologize i'm a denver broncos fan we've had a lot of those primetime games um hopefully we don't see too many more of them that's the reason why the primetime games have sucked yeah that's that's part of the reason yeah i mean and come on who's throwing the commanders in a thursday night game you know commanders and bears are you kidding me that's it'd be different if there was like the 80s bears or something in the 90s uh, Redskins Oh my bad I can't say that anymore The Commanders But You know Something like that Would have been alright But nah, Not Present day teams You know Those teams are kind of I'd say in a rebuild they, I mean the coach Already said That The whole reason why They're not winning games Is because they don't have a quarterback You know That kind of puts pressure On Carson Wentz You know I feel like they might Just even tank this season And Try to get a Bryce Young Or a C.J. Stroud out there for the years to come. So, but I don't know. I have some of my straight bets I might do for this weekend would be probably uh, I'm going to take the Jaguars money line. You know, they're favorite on that. But, I mean, the Giants have been playing good, Bob, but it's it's time to get humbled, you know. They're part of the NFC at least, you know. But that this year they're kind of been the NFC relevant because, you know, that whole – Besides the Commanders, they've been beating teams. You know, they you wouldn't have thought that they would have beat the Packers, but they did. And then you got the Cowboys, you know. Cooper Rush was off on that 4-0 start or whatever it was. And then he was lost to the Eagles, which same conference. And Eagles are 6-0 and in there. You know, Jalen Hurts is over here chasing a MVP in the Super Bowl. So, you know, I feel like. I feel like this week the Giants might get humbled, you know, come back down to reality, come back down to earth. And I feel like the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne back there, I feel like they might come through and get this win. Yeah, sure. The NFC East went from the NFC least to the NFC beast. So a little word play there for you guys. Um, but you got a, you got the problematic parlay of the week here for us? Yeah. I got a – so we'll probably do this at the end of the podcast. Uh, just one – you know, I'm going to try to keep it under 100 to 1 because anything bigger than 300 to 1, you might get in trouble. But that's for you to find out. Um, so this week I got you guys with the – I'm going to take you guys with the cold spread at plus 3.5. Um, then I'm going to take that Jaguars money line, you know. That's a good pick. I, f- I feel like – that's, I'm not more certain about any other bets with that one. And then the Atlanta, you know, plus seven and a half. They're six and zero against the spread. You know, might as well make it seven and zero. 
they might even take it all ear and be undefeated against the spread. So who knows? Maybe hop on that train now before it's too late. And I'm going to take that Dolphins negative three and a half. The Patriots negative three and a half. Controversy over there in New England with the quarterbacks. Rumors have it that there might be a trade, you know. Who knows, you know, that that rookie Bailey, he's balling out. You know, he's fitting perfect in that system with Belichick. You know, it might even be a another Tom Brady uh, sequel out there because, you know, Tom Brady came in as a third-string quarterback, wasn't even playing until his second year, and then Bailey was the same way, you know. He's, he's a rookie year, but he was a third-string quarterback. Brian Hoyer went down, and then obviously Mac Jones is out. So, you know, that might be another little bit of a deja vu up there in New England. So I'm riding with that negative three and a half. Then I'm going to take the Raiders negative four and a half, the Packers negative five and a half, and that right there will get you 32 to one odds. Bet 10 bucks, you'll win $320. Yeah, so that's our problematic parlay of the week. That brings us to the end, our very first ever episode here. Um. Yeah, stick with us. Follow us on Instagram at Problematic Parlays. Yeah, we got a bunch of content coming soon. You know, this is our first episode, so we got a lot of editing and, um, you know, content stuff to figure out. So bear with us through that. And I think this is going to be a fun journey with you guys. Stick with us and you can make some money um, with our picks. And hopefully we get better at sports betting and, you guys get better with us and we become one, you know, wealthy family of sports betters, man. So, you know, I'm Josh Mosma. Uh, and I'm Victor Hernandez. Peace out. Thanks for listening. <laughs>